and well met, travelers, and welcome to the Kinky Tavern. Pull up a stool. What do you have to drink? Here, we're going to talk about different aspects of kink, leather, the BDSM community, relationships within it, and so much more. All opinions voiced in this podcast are just that, opinions, and they should not be taken as fact or medical advice. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy. If you want to help us improve more, you can actually sign up for our Patreon and donate to that Mm -hmm. at the Kinky Tavern. Um, And you can send us questions or suggestions to any of the following. Yes. We're at the Kinky Tavern on Patreon, Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife. And that's all one word, the Kinky Tavern. We are also separately on FetLife at mdizzy, E-M-D-I-Z-Z-Y. And I am at pup underscore Merlin underscore Wrecker, R-E-K-K-R. You can also join our Discord through our link tree or through um, messaging us and we'll send you a link. Yes. We'd love to have you engage with us and help us make this the best place to learn about kink. Yeah, and you can find us also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. Almost all the places. The content that we discuss will likely be explicit. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the Kinky Tavern. I am your host, Miss Dizzy. And I am your co-host, Pup Wrecker. Today, we would like to talk to you about something that we, again, both happen to be. We kind of are covering the things we're familiar with first. And today, that is switches. Mm-hmm. And a switch is... Someone who can switch between topping and bottoming, or being a dominant or a submissive. Yeah. And some people switch depending on their partners, some depending on their activity, some on their mood. Mm -hmm. Someone can be a top but a submissive, or a dominant and a bottom, or a dominant and a submissive or a top and a bottom. I mean, you can be all four. Yeah. (laughs) All of the above. There's also something known as a top or bottom heavy switch. So a top heavy switch is... Someone who is a switch but tends to spend more time as a top. And a bottom heavy switch is someone who is a switch who tends to spend more time on the bottom. Some people lean really heavily one way or the other. um, But just as many other types of things, this is a spectrum. Yeah. Some people need to have the the dominant and submissive, like, to have both. Mm Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like, I need to... Be a dominant, but I also need to be. So my dynamic is my my identity is a little weird because I'm a little dominant. I'm a princess. I really only listen when I want to. I don't really submit, except when it gets my way, gets me what I want, or I understand that Daddy's right and I do need to do the thing he said. I'm always right. <laughs> Debatable, but I am baby. But I am also princess. I guess. (laughs) Some people can't switch on command. They can, like, I have to be triggered into dominant space. And if I'm in dominant space, I have to be triggered into little space. And I actually have a little dominant space that's really, really fun. (laughs) 
Yeah, some people can't. They can start the night topping and end the night bottoming, but they can't switch back to topping. Mm-hmm. And it's it's different for everyone. Yeah, I've known um, some people that can have five scenes throughout the night, which I don't recommend, and top, bottom, top, bottom, top, you know, mm-hmm. and do just fine. But then there's some people that for weeks at a time, they have to be one or the other. Yeah. You know, it, it really just depends. Everybody's different. There are also switch fights, which are really fun to watch, really fun to be in. I can't really be in them anymore because they tend to get aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm broken. <laughs> but switch fights are really fun to watch. Like, two switches just fighting for dominance. Yeah. Super That's hot. a lot of fun. Yeah. Especially when the submissives are... are... They're both pretty bratty. So. Oh god, yeah, that yeah, so fun. Uh, switching is different from topping from the bottom. So I've seen a lot of people equate this to topping from the bottom, and it's not. Topping from the bottom is kind of seen as a negative thing. Um, it has a negative connotation. So there might be things that sound like they could be called "quote unquote" topping from the bottom, but what that really means is someone who is supposed to be the submissive is in a dynamic in which they've agreed to be the submissive and instead they are manipulating the dominant or the top and topping from the bottom. That is kind of the connotation behind topping from the bottom. Yeah. So I just wanted to make that differentiation. There's also people are not always switches, but in like leather communities and packs, uh, dominance will be in service to higher dominance. And that's more about the respect earned by the higher dominance than it is about yeah. being a switch. Yeah, also the hierarchy involved and all that as well. Yeah. With, when you're in a family in the pack, so. Absolutely. There is a lot of controversy and erasure of the switch identity within the kink community, and it's really frustrating. Yeah. People don't believe that it actually exists, and that everyone is either a top or a bottom. Um, oftentimes, kind of... I would equate it kind of to the way that bisexuals are seen by the LGBTQ community, not at large, but by some people in the LGBTQ community. In the same way, some people in the kink community see switches as like unstable or like in transition from top to bottom or vice versa or like flaky, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the whole idea of switching shouldn't matter. I mean, it really shouldn't matter, but um, it just seems like it's overcomplicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like just because I don't, just because I I top now and I bottom later, it doesn't mean that I'm specifically a top or a bottom, or if I bottom more and I top occasionally, which is what I tend to do, um, it still means I'm switch. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's, like, how I define it. I mean, and it's different for everybody, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that it's also very individual. There are some people who do service topping, but it's as a submissive. That's an example of someone who is not a switch. Um, If they don't identify as one, they can, of course, identify as one if they choose. Mm -hmm. But I know submissives who identify as submissives who do service topping. Yeah. And basically, that's all totally valid. Communication is key. What one person says a switch is is not the same thing someone else says a switch is. What one person says a top is is not the same thing as someone else says a top is. I mean, 
everything in the kink community, you've got to talk it out to okay. know what everyone's talking about, to know their vocabulary. I have really found that because like through the kinky coffee Zooms that I attend and just the discussions we have at events, I've found that so many people have different definitions. We can have five people in a conversation and be talking about something and we will all have five different definitions mm -hmm. that are slightly changed, you know? Yeah. So it, communication is key, as with everything in the kink community. Communication and consent. Yes. So the bottom line here is that everyone is multifaceted and trying to fit yourself and everyone else into one box and one category. And it's not helping anyone. Yeah. You're only going to hurt yourself. I mean, you're going to hurt others too, so like, yeah. don't be a dick, but... Yeah. Everybody has different sides, and you don't have to. If you identify as a dominant, I've actually had to come to terms with this recently. Like, if you identify as a dominant, you don't have to fit a certain stereotype. You can be, for example, you can be a soft dominant, and you are still a totally fucking valid dominant. You can be a top heavy or a dominant heavy switch and still be a totally valid dominant and a totally valid switch mm -hmm. you know you shouldn't try to stuff yourself into the box of your quote-unquote identity or your quote-unquote label right basically it's about what serves you what is it that you enjoy you don't have to label it um and like some things i would suggest trying to find out what you like trying to find out if you're a switch you can keep track on like a checklist they have like bdsm checklists all over the place my most recent one that I found that was extremely extensive is the Idaho BDSM website has one. Yes. And it is very okay. extensive. It's like 22 pages long. Yeah, it's awesome. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and so you can use that or a journal, um, something like that or both, to determine what activities you enjoy receiving and giving, uh, what effects they have on you, stuff like that. Yeah. And I would suggest just try things. Educate yourself. If there are, even if you've been in the community for 20 years, if there's a 101 class on something you've not experienced, or even something you have, go and look at a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, nobody does anything one way, specifically. Mm -hmm. Everybody's got their own way of doing things, and it's always nice to see how everybody does everything. Mm-hmm. Because nobody does it the same way. And it's always nice to watch and learn and pick up things that you might want to try or absolutely you want to use and, to, and make your own kind of thing. My so. technique has changed a lot just based on seeing someone do something and be like, ooh, I like that move. Let me try that. Mm -hmm. You know? I learn by watching other people and observing and taking those 101 classes, having them do their demos and show us how they do things. I would also say explore, watch other scenes, talk to other people, keep an open mind, basically. I'm not saying that everybody in the world or everybody in the kink community is a switch, but don't try and box yourself or anybody else into a category just because they identify as something. I identify as a princess. To me, that is a dominant royalty-type little. I, I literally identify as, a like, a princess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm just a pup. Well, I'm a lot of things. 
You're a you're a daddy dragon pup. Daddy dragon pup. Daddy druppy. All right. Is there anything else you want to say before we move on to the questions? No, I can't think of anything. Okay. Don't put people in boxes that don't want to be put in them. Hey, I think I've heard that before somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On to questions. Our friend V Pandemonium asks: Is it true you should peel off all the bark before you use a switch, or is that just theater? Is it better to get your own switch? or to make your bottom go and cut one you're going to use on them. I responded because I couldn't help but respond in the moment. I couldn't wait. I'm sorry. Well, for a bratty ass like yours, I'd say make you cut the switch, and it better be a good one, and I'm definitely taking off the bark, but only on your ass. Thank you for your lovely question, V. Pandemonium. (laughs) (laughs) On to Scurry. Scurry sent in several questions. Thank you so much for your contributions. Are switches able to bottom as much as they are to top? Yes, of course. Yeah, it's totally individual based on needs, availability. You know, like if you're a switch, a top-heavy switch, and your partner is a submissive, you might not get to bottom all that much unless you go to events and play with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, it just is based on your needs yeah. and your availability. If you are a switch, how do you advocate for meeting both sides of your needs? Perfect follow-up question. Yes. So I would just say communicate. Yeah. Uh, Communicate and kind of find your common ground and figure out what each other need and figure out how best way you both can achieve what you need and Mm -hmm. figure out if you know somebody that may be able to help or if you can do it on your own or whatever. This is where that journal really comes in handy. And you can write about not only your experiences, but your partner's experiences as well. If you notice that you're, say, in our relationship, if I notice that my daddy had a bad day and he comes home and I know the signs of that because I've watched it before and I know he needs to pup out for a little while, I then trigger it by scratching his head and his ears and his beard And he cuddles up and gets a little bit of pup time because that's what he needs at that time. So you observe what they need, how it affects them, and how you can tell what they need. And I think that's just being a good partner. Yeah. So I would just say communicate. Do a lot of introspection because if you can't, if you don't know what you want and need, how is your partner going to know that? How are you going to tell your partner if you don't know? So just do a lot of introspection and communicate with your partners. Yeah. Do switches like the same things to bottom for as they do to top for? No, not always. That all depends on the person. Definitely. Um, yeah. Like, and this goes back to journaling and checklists, figuring out what you like and don't like. Yeah. For, like, for me, I will pretty much do anything either way, but there are certain things that I can't do as a bottom, i.e. wooden paddles are not my thing. And, I mean, I can't really think of anything that I wouldn't top for, but, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But I've known switches who are very into topping for impact, Mm -hmm. but will only bottom for wax and fire play, you know, for example. Yeah. It's very specific. Some people love both things. You love to be beat. You love to beat people. (laughs) Yes, I do. And some people 
Yes, please. Give me more. <laughs> they can like something when they top, but despise it when they bottom. So mm -hmm. it's all completely individual. Yeah. And then Scurry also says that they saw on TikTok, are switches just bottoms trying to make their top happy? Not always. I would say that a bottom that's trying to make their top happy would be a service submissive. Yeah. That's they, even if they're topping, they're doing it in service submission. Yeah. Um, that, that's a perfect example. Um, I mean, as a service submissive, you will, I mean, you can do anything in service to your dominant or whoever is you are in service to. Mm -hmm. And that could be anything from topping to, I mean, anything really. Making sure they drink enough water and that yeah. they take their meds. Even if they're your dominant, you can still do things to take care of them mm -hmm. that would normally be seen as dominant or top activities. Yes. So... Uh, next, can switches have two different types of frenzy, bottom and top? Yes. Uh, even just tops can have several different types of frenzy. <laughs> even just bottoms can have several. Like, I've seen people get into rope and just go hard, and then get into impact and just go hard. You know, you've really got to watch out for frenzy at all points. I've even seen people get new partners or new, you know, people around them and go frenzy on it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it can happen to anyone. At any time. You've just really got to be careful with frenzy. It's basically like a mania type thing. Mm -hmm. um, if you're talking in psychological terms, you go crazy. You want everything now. So you do lots of scenes very frequently. And usually to the detriment of yourself, you're either sacrificing your safety or you're sacrificing your mental health. Or you're putting too much on your plate and stressing yourself out. Like, usually frenzy's not a positive thing. Well, and that can also be detrimental to the submissive or whoever. Absolutely. The other partner in the scenario. Absolutely. All those people that you have now connected with, mm -hmm. some of them are probably counting on you. If you have created dynamics or relationships with them, they are probably counting on you. Yeah. And if you are frenzying and taking on... 10 submissives at a time, can you really care for them all? All of their needs? Well, not all of their needs, but all of the negotiated needs that you are to care for. So, can a switch reach top and subspace depending on their activities? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, well, I'd say that'd be really hard to do, but I don't think you can do both at the same time. Oh, but. right. <laughs> well... My little dominant gets close. Mm, that's true. My little's not submissive per se, mm. but a little is kind of considered on the bottom side of the slash. So, but my little is not. My little is mean. But yes, yeah, switches can reach top space and subspace. Yeah. Well, depending on the person. Yeah. Um, it doesn't matter if you're a switch, if you are doing top or dominant activities or submissive, or bottom activities, you can reach space. Yeah. Arabescence asks, If you're a sub, but you sometimes service top, is that the same thing as switching, or is it still considered a sub? So I think that's completely based on how you identify. Mm -hmm. um, if you identify as a top or dominant when you are doing the top activities, 
then I would say that you are possibly a switch. However, you still could choose to identify as a submissive because we don't like putting people in boxes. Right. You could just be topping as a service, though, as we talked about earlier, where it's mm-hmm. you're a service submissive and you're doing the top yeah. activity as a submission, service submission activity. Yes. An act of topping can be an act of submission as well. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird to think about, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, I've known couples that, you know, the it, say it's a hetero couple, and it's a typical female submissive male dominant relationship. If the female puts on a strap on and fucks their partner in the ass, if it was a sub- act of submission, then it was an act of submission. Mm-hmm. You know, if they were told to do it by their dominant, it can totally be an act of submission. All right, and our last question. Bollocks the Fox asks, if you are a switch, can you be in a dynamic? You can be in several. No, no you can't be. No, that's not That's not a thing. That's just not a thing, right? Not at all. No? No, I don't have four dynamics right now. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I don't either. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Yes, you can totally be a switch and be in a dynamic. You can be weird like me and daddy and have a switch dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also be in a dominant submissive dynamic where you're the dominant. And then over here you have a, where you're in a submissive relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, um, only if you're polyamorous or have agreed to have other dynamics. And dynamics don't have to have relationships attached to them. No, it could be just for that scene, mm-hmm. or it could be just for the week. It could be something, I mean, it's, it's always determined and arranged beforehand and discussed. So. Yeah. Well, so. and like, I'm the co-warden to, or assistant warden, to a prisoner who is one of my good friends, and we're not in a relationship together. Um and the other co-warden, and they are not in a relationship either. We're just all in dynamics. So, that's the end of our questions. Daddy, are you ready to lead us out with a daddy joke? Uh, yeah. You sound so confident. Uh-huh. I, I, do I? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Daddy joke. Oh, right. Oh, uh, okay. I think I got one. Do you? I, yeah. Okay. Is it bad? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's always, it's always bad. <laughs> That's the thing. What do you call someone who refuses to part in public? What? A private tutor. <laughs>